I'll come back. 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 Oh boy. Oh yay. All right, tell me when we should start a countdown and we'll do this. Very well. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this iteration of the Barcast, where the bar is fucking in China already. So, we today we have a guest here. Her, you, her name is Sofiana. You may know her as Diamond Diamondia Doodle. So, hello there. Welcome to the Barcast. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, and your bartenders today will be no longer a non-pencil. Enigmatic Otaku. I murdered her. Lambie, who's in who's her stand-in currently. I'm pencil for the day. This is gonna be fun. Indeed. Okay, pencil. <laughs> well, yeah, we will be calling you pencil now. Um we got the ever wonderful milk. Thinking emoji. And... Yo, yo, yo milk. <laughs> and we've got Ravage. I swear we didn't bury Pencil under the tree. No, we did not. We buried her over the tree. I'm right here. <laughs> Indeed. Buried. We, we and, buried. Of course, and of course, I am the very sick Flammenwerfer. Who will be taking pencil and priest stead as priest is going having cool birthday shit? Go post his happy birthday on his wall. I'm sure he'd really appreciate that. Wink, wink. Oh, happy birthday! Uh, Even though it's in three priest. days. Yeah, I'm I'm doing a birthday party this evening myself for uh, one of my other founders, one of my other co-founders. Huzzah! Huzzah! Uh, so we'll jump right into the uh, into the general interview questions. In that case, Sofiana, for our guests, for those who don't know you. Who are you, and what have you done for this fandom? Well, my name is Sofiana Ardinger, and uh, yes, I, I do use my full name, and I am a fairly open book. Uh, I am one of the three main founders for BabsCon. Uh, I am one of the uh, – I was basically vice chair uh, the second year, and I was head of business the first year. And since then, I have been head of convention theatrics, or theme, at BabsCon for the last three years because we've done some unusual things with that. Uh, as far as what I've done for the for the community, well, uh, <laughs> what haven't I done? Um, I have basically founding a convention is a pretty big thing to do for the community. Uh, I have uh, attended other conventions. I have done room parties. I for a while was doing artwork. Um, so that's me for at least as far as the community goes. Excellent, excellent. Now. Because I don't do this often, Milk, what was the second question again? How did we get into the fandom, right? Yes, so indeed. So, Sofiana, that is super awesome. Founding, found, co-founder of BabsCon. Damn. And my first BabsCon was last year, and that was pretty damn it – was, it was cool, I have to awesome. say. Awesome. I'm happy and, you had a good time. Uh, as far as how I got into the fandom. Yes. Uh, it was a bet. Ooh. Great. Uh, Tell us more. 20, in, in 2012. So my, myself and my boyfriend are involved in the long distance relationship from hell. Yeah, he lives in Edmonton, Canada. I live in California. 
Uh, and I've known him since 2007, uh, but we started dating in uh, late 2011. And in 2012, summer of 2012, he comes to me and he says, we've been sharing our favorite shows. I have a show you have to watch. Okay. Okay. I know, honey, you don't do anime or animated things, but can you, would you watch this show? This, this, okay, well, what is it? Tell me what it is first before I, I'm not going to commit to anything unless I know what it is. It's My Little Pony. Hell no. (laughs) No way. I grew up with that in the 80s. No. No way. No, no way. No how. Uh, no way. Well, all right, fine. I understand that, that, but it's really good. You really need to watch. No. Okay. Well, here's a documentary done by a high school student uh, about the show, about why it's so popular. And I watched it. I'm like, that's fine. I'm done with, I just decided I was done with the furry fandom. I was done with conventions. I'm moving forward in my life. I'm not joining another community. and I'm not watching another show. Right. Okay. And he'd come back to it about once every few days. And I said, okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, I'm not interested in this, but this seems really important to you. It's okay, well, I'll make you a deal, he says. You, I bet you, you cannot watch the first six episodes of the show and still hate it. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. the wager. <clears throat> and, and if you hate it, I will never have you watch anything ever again but if you like it you cannot tell me that you won't watch something that i suggest ever again gotcha. and when you're when your significant other makes this kind of bet you 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 kind of are like okay okay i'll go in i'll go in. i'm determined to hate this so i'm gonna go in and, and watch this thing and the first evening we decided we we're gonna watch two episodes a night and on i think it was a monday we watched uh the first two-parter and i'm like oh okay this is okay I mean, the animation's not bad. The storyline is a little cardboardy and and a little reaching with some of the elements, but you know, it's it's pretty good. I, I can see where the appeal is. And we watch the second two episodes, and we watch the third two episodes on a Wednesday, and well, that was the last thing we did before he had to go to bed because he had an early morning the next morning. And and I sat there and I watched episode seven, and then I watched episode eight, and then I looked out the window. And realized I'd watched most of season one, and the sun was coming out. Oh god! And I, I called out of I called out of work, and then I watched the rest of season two, and I finally went to sleep. That that following evening, and you know, I was, I'm wiped out. Work was tough. Because at the time, I didn't admit to to having watched all of this because you know, I would have intended to hate the thing. I can't. I have a little bit of pride. Right. Um, <laughs> And then I looked into what the community was like because I wasn't interested in joining the community. I just wanted to know what, what was going on with the community. And at the time, Bronies for Good had just – they had just really only been together I think about six months or a year at the time. And they had just raised some some huge amount of money to go and help build orphanages in Africa and had sent people over there all because they were inspired by the show. And I was like, okay, this is a fandom that's willing to get together and, 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 and put their money where their mouths are, so to speak, and and actually do good based on being inspired by the show. Right. And and so I, I, I joined I joined because of the charitable actions 
that um, that that the fandom was taking, and that's how I got into this whole mess. That's how this all started. And to this day, my boyfriend says uh, every once in a while it'll come up, and he's like, "Are you done with Babscon yet? No. Are you done with that community yet? No. God, I've created a monster, you know." <laughs> so you so you experienced what you experienced what I like to call the horse blackout or the horse hangover. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I and then I went and did it again, like two or three months later, when the local bronies did uh, the ultimate brony challenge, and they started on was it Friday morning? I think it was Friday morning through Saturday morning to watch all of season one and all of season two ending with the season three premiere in one marathon on Jeez. in a theater. Like okay. they, they, they had managed to get their hands on a theater and uh, that's where, that's where the caffeinated muffins came from. I made caffeinated muffins for that meetup. And to this day, local bronies are like, are you bringing caffeinated muffins? No, they're a pain in the butt to make. <laughs> oh, I remember those. Like, it's been, what, six years now? And, and they're, they're always like, I remember those from the meetup. Yeah, it's been six years. Get over it. <laughs> caffeinated muffins. Isn't that just coffee cake? No, actually, it's, uh, oh, you, you, can get, you can get powdered caffeine. And if you work out the ratios of what a cup of coffee is, how much caffeine's in a cup of coffee, what you can do is add that much to your cupcake batter or your muffin batter, and you mix it up and bake it like normal, and you have caffeinated muffins. I mean, it it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Hmm. Folks like those a lot. Interesting, I'll say it. Oh, and someone did someone did do well. Thank you, Lise, to remind me that the drinking word is indeed Babscon today. Yes, so. yes it is. So, you you all keep on that. Please don't go to the hospital. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we don't. We want you to actually show up at BabsCon. So right. I'm going to say that word as often as possible, so you'll be absolutely plastered. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off to a good start already. Indeed. Now on to a more polarizing question, one that is seen that has caused empires to rise and to fall. And of course, that question happens to be, who is Best Pony? Okay, that's a complicated question for me because for the longest time, it was Rainbow Dash. Okay. Because, because I, at the time, was doing fight choreography and doing uh, rock climbing and a lot of very uh, daring and, and adrenaline rushy kind of stuff um, mm. up until I, I injured myself to a point where I can't do those things as much anymore. Hmm. Um, but I have to say, Starlight Glimmer's story arc in season six has actually made her my probably my favorite pony. To watch her develop from a villain and someone who doesn't quite, you know, who's got this troubled past into uh, basically a hero over the course of a season was very, very interesting and very well done. So it, it, just on that right there, she is probably my favorite pony. But I still have a soft spot in my heart for Rainbow Dash. So yeah, there are for, definitely two sides of the fence to those arguments. Yes. Troubled past, you say? Like her troubled past was that the boy she liked moved away. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> I mean, come on. But then again, they are ponies, and they are prone to emotionally overreacting. Indeed. My 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 would be my crush was just uh, dragged away after he got his cutie mark. I'm gonna be, go become a communist. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, 
It's That's what my tramp think. stamp was telling me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So I think that does it with the regular interview questions. So we'll go right into the uh, fan submitted questions. If someone can also keep an eye on the uh, on the chat with any questions that come up, that would be super helpful. You've got it. All right. So starting with Sunbro for Life, he asks, what's your favorite video game? Favorite video game? Uh, favorite video game of all time? Uh, I've been gaming since you had to program video games into computers in order to play them, so that's a tough one. I have to say my favorite video game, and not the one I play the most, has to be Elite Dangerous. I have a really big soft spot in my heart for um, uh, space combat sims and space trading sims and that kind of open universe stuff. Mm. Uh, I also happen to like that Elite Dangerous is based on current astrometric, astrometric data in, from the real world. Um, they they regularly sync their star charts and maps up with ne- uh, data from Hubble and NASA. Oh wow! So they're they they are actually modeling <laughs> as close as possible, given our science and technology, um, the real universe that we live in. Uh, which means you can actually fly to the galactic core if you want, and you can fly to, you know, Wolf 359 and, and other real-world stars that exist. That's actually so, pretty That's actually pretty cool. Huh? It's pretty cool. It, it can be really fucking boring when you're flying, you know, uh, 20,000 light years to the edge of known space, and it's going to take you 70-some-odd jumps, and you have to sit there. Each jump takes, you know, a minute. So it could be a it could be a long it, it could be really boring, but it could also be a lot of fun depending on your mood. So, but it happens to be my favorite game, I think. All righty, and by extension from that, do you happen to know what your favorite boss fight is? Oh, the one the my favorite boss fight in in any video game has to be Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Ooh, the I... f- first time I encountered that, that was a creepy ass boss fight. Um, because he could he could read my how I was playing the game and control my controller and yeah and and it was tough beating him until you figured out if you you switched what port your controller was plugged into and he suddenly couldn't read your actions um, but yeah that the first that that has to be my favorite boss fight because that's a good use of of meta narrative in a video game mm. and. Uh, it was a tough fight. It was fun. I see you're a fan of Castlevania. Yes. Yeah. I see you're a fan of Cat. Or what is the other one? Psychonauts. If you had a Psychonauts saved game on your, on your card too, I think he says something. Yeah, because uh, they're both Hideo Kojima games. That's right. Ah, uh, the old days where the uh, games would sneak meta stuff in there. Yeah. Should be oh, really yeah. cool. And um, like that anymore. No, they certainly don't. Good microtransactions. So, and I'm going to attempt to do this as well as possible. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? I will say, I have not, but I am not adverse to the idea. Tell me more. Very well, then. (laughs) Well, you see, see, Skeletor. You can always have a boner. You see, Skeletor, <laughs> he approaches true, you. True, actually. Bruh. Skeletor, Ooh, I've got a bone to pick with you. No. You see, the way, 
the way the way the process works is that Skeletor will give you spaghetti, and then after you eat it, he takes his boner towards Enigma, you. Enigma, what are you on about? And yeah, what the following? <laughs> and he says Skeletor is in okay. here, and he's like, I have no idea what the fuck you were Enigma, just talking about. Enigma, stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so you are in Small Ponyburg. What business do you start? Well, probably a brewery, actually. Uh, brewery, bar and brew, basically. I'm uh, I'm all big about doing that stuff. Won't, won't you have competition, though? Doesn't Berry Punch have one? Berry Punch might just have a, 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 a winery. Like a bar. Like yeah, a, she's a winery. a winery. I, I, I'm a meadery. I would, make, I would be making mead and ales, probably. Gotcha. All right, and then alcoholism rises in Ponyville. My favorite. Two, threefold. Oh, yes. Goddamn. Pony, the series would be a little different if, if, if like, Twilight was drunk. There is a like, panel that shows up at conventions called My Little Pony Hold My Cider, which is designed specifically to make the point that there are many episodes of the series that make a hell of a lot more sense if one pony at the beginning of the episodes turns to another one and says, I can do that better, hold my cider. Oh, God. <laughs> the idea being that they're drunk most of the time for many episodes, which makes many episodes make a hell of a lot more sense. Wait, so... Do you have any examples? Uh, well, uh, uh, let's see. The the big one, of course, is the, the ep any episode where Rainbow Dash and Applejack are facing off. So it's just two drunk ponies trying to have a go at each other. Any Any episode that makes more sense if the ponies are drunk. You know, what I was going to say was, Star, it's Twilight, and she turns to Spike and says, I can finish Star Wars' spell. Hold right. my cider. Right. Yeah, that's another good example. The, but there's an entire, there's like an hour, I, I've run this panel, actually. Uh, it's not my panel. I'm, I am the West Coast representative of the folks that made the panel. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's one of about 10 or 15 panels that we loosely call the Science of Ponies. Um, but there's an entire hour, 15-minute, hour-and-a-half-minute-long panel on uh my little pony hold my cider uh it's a pretty fun it's a it's probably the the most amusing of the bunch of the panels to run it's supposed to be fun sweet and let's see where in the world is carmen is carmen san diego you didn't Simba. sing it yeah you gotta sing it motherfucker I where really in the that. world is carmen san diego Come on, uh, she's singing her own choir. I'm sick, you be quiet, <laughs> you. Zimbabwe. Sick is not an excuse. Car Carmen Sandiego is in Zimbabwe today. Oh, so she's in somewhere in South America then. Yep. Hold on. Enigma. That's South you Africa. piece of shit. <laughs> Seriously. Did you even go to school? No. No, apparently not. They don't really have great facilities. I was too cool for it. Mexico City. You weren't too cool for anything. Don't you? <laughs> Stay in your lane. All right. In that case, number six. Do you even praise, bro? Well, bro. I, I, you know, I was trying to figure this one out, and I do. I do praise, bro. I praise, bro, every day because bro is awesome. All right. <laughs> Makes okay. Now this one is a picture. So if milk, you could bring it up. Is you can also see it as well. So according to 
It does. Let us, Let's let see. Us decide. Well, in that awful. case, the question is, how does it make you feel? Hold on. A little. You gotta bring it up. Uncomfortable. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you have to bring that up and show. I, I could. It's got a. It's a. It's a show and tell kind of picture. What the fuck is that? That that's that's a supremely creepy. Yeah, don't, don't make it bigger. Uh, it's like I said, don't. So <laughs> size doesn't matter. Is is that what is that what makes horse butter so good? It has like horse fetus in there. Enigma, stop. There you go. Well, you it's guys discuss this for you guys discuss this for one more minute. I need to make sure my dog doesn't kill herself. Yeah. Well, while right. he's while that, he's doing that, we had that, a question from the chat. Oh, did we? Yeah. What's the question? Sofiana, how big is your pecker? You know. Uh, I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I don't have one. So you know. Uh, so it's inverted. I would have to say, I, I would yes, it's it's an inverted it's an inverted pecker, and uh, um, I would have so. to say I do have I, I I have to have steelies because I I, I founded a, a a pony con that you know you can pry my pony con from my cold dead hands, um, and and I have to we have to make some some tough ballsy decisions that other conventions would have never made to, to survive as long as we have. So I have to say that, that I probably have some big, heavy steelies, right. but I don't have a pecker. So. so so hypothetically, if you did, how big would it be? Uh, I'd have to say pretty big. Mm. Obviously. I mean, anyone could be the half-inch wonder. Am I going to have to like <laughs> whip it out one day just to prove everyone wrong? Just make sure you don't do like our friends did. If you're that inferior. Uh, wait, Sophie. Uh, so we'll repeat what you said. I didn't hear you. Were you uh, we we had a friend back in the days of the when I was still a part of the furry fandom. Who they were they were making fun. They were talking about how there's no way he could have a a pecker that was like longer than seven inches or whatever. And he's like, I'll prove it. And he whipped his dick out and slapped it on his keyboard. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Where does that come from? You know that's you know that sort of reminds me of that one internet joke it was like girl if I whipped out my dick and put it on the keyboard, it would read from A to Z. Yeah, except that that yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That joke is old that joke is so old my grandfather fought beside it in World War Two. So. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was left in the trenches in World War One, but anyway. That's probably true. It's probably both, actually. Jesus. It's probably where he lost the rest of it and why it only reaches from A to Z. <laughs> I think someone would have Oof. needed a scope to shoot that off. Are you talking about my penis again? Yes. 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 I mean, if you're <laughs> so insistent. Well, if you mean a microscope, then yeah. Ooh, yeah, probably. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's the little speck in the top corner of the lens. You know, it's a good thing I don't have to prove anything. <laughs> All right. You've got no one you need to prove it to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> so, so, okay, then. So, next question, next from Eighth. I've heard this guy that you couldn't make aeroplane noises and, dirt, and talk dirty. I said he was wrong, but there is really only one way to prove it. You got to do it. Maybe slip in a daddy. It's for a friend. 
Okay, I tr I tried this, and I know for a fact I can't do it. I can't make airplane noises. Show us your attempt. Uh, no. <laughs> I have a certain level of pride in in my heart. Uh, as far as talking dirty, you know, you know what? I I could. I I was known on Furry Muck as as the mistress of flirts. Uh, but usually I have to know the person, unfortunately, because you have to tailor it. You 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 really have to tailor your dirty talk to have the greatest impact to the person mm -hmm. that you are yes. talking. Too. And me talking dirty to an entire chat is kind of hard because it's easy. It's it's you can't tailor that to to individuals, you know. Mm. Well, then why don't you just focus on me, baby? Oh, oh, come that on. That is that is something pencil would say, actually. You, so. you, <laughs> you 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 know you're you're a sexy bitch, and uh, oh yeah, honestly, I would love to to get you alone together with my boyfriend, and it would be absolutely phenomenal wow uh, pencil sounds like you have a date tonight but uh sure does unfortunately he's in edmonton and i'm in california and i have no idea where you're at so you just have to use your imagination baby give me about 24 hours and i'll be right at your door <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right B, yeah Go, coming over brb <laughs> jesus <laughs> I'm a little uh, rusty on the whole flirt thing, but yeah, used to be really good. All Something right. a little lube can fix. Uh, would have maybe to not lube. lube, maybe WD-40. You, you, you... <laughs> that was good, though, I'll have to that, say. It. That, was, that was good. That was kind of smooth, I'll give that you that. That was a little slippery, you know, just a little bit slippery, sitting up that nice slope. Maybe you're going to go a little deep. I got it. I shouldn't slippery when wet. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, <laughs> Short Skirts and Explosions asks, what doth life? What doth life? Life doth be the sum total of experiences that we all must partake. For in the end, that is all we have left. Our relationships, our journeys, our friendships, the actions we've taken and what we leave behind are nothing but memories in our final days. And then stealing your grandchildren's nose as you go to the afterlife. Yes, yes, because everyone yeah. likes the stolen nose joke. Exactly. And especially if they're young and impressionable. Alrighty, so Grayson asks, say Irish wristwatch as fast as you can. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Come on, Irish two people. An Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. I can't say wristwatch. Yeah, say it faster, Enigma. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have tried. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So now, Tony Montana, he asks. Any interesting con stories you're willing to share, not restricted necessarily to BabsCon? Um, I, well, I have quite a few from BabsCon, but the ones I typically tell of, at, it can only happen at a con uh, panels, are, are usually ones from my time in the furry fandom, because I spent 20 years uh, off and on doing conventions there and have a lot of stories. Um, I have two that come to mind. Uh, there's for a convention called Conifer, which is no longer in existence, um, 
there was an incident where I was roaming around the party floor and I came across the con chair dressed in nothing but a leopard print speedo and absolutely <laughs> drunk out of his mind. Uh, I don't even remember what he said at this point. I just remember contacting the, the con and them sending up Flair and staff and getting him to a, a quiet room and then calling the vice chair, who was apparently also drunk. Um, <laughs> and uh, the other story I have is actually from uh, Further Confusion from I think the second year I was staff. And that was, uh, we had someone come into the creator's lounge and everyone was, had, this was the, the, a year where everyone was buying, you know, kind of soft plushies and, and carrying them around on their shoulders during the course of the con. You see it a little more commonplace now, but that was the first year I'd seen anybody do that. And so I'd bought this, 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 what we call flat fox, who is actually still around here in my apartment somewhere. I've had that stuffed fox forever. Um, and had someone, I was sitting there drawing because I was off shift and had, we had someone come in and picked up the, picked up my Fox from the table. And I, I started to protest and he held up his finger, tossed it on the ground, picked up a, a, a thing of masking tape. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? I can't, can't understand what this guy's doing. Jesus. And, and he sat down and, and, and on the floor and, and did a taped outline of my plush fox and handed my fox back. And the guy across from me, who's also an artist, whose name I forget now, um, saw this, got a black Sharpie and the same thing of masking tape and did tire treads and did a tire, tire treads across the cutout. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it, it expanded from there because, you know, we have a road. So we had a, a, a fox that had been run over. So obviously we needed a road. So we moved the tables in the room and made a road that ran across the room. Oh, jeez. And it just <laughs> kept going. And we eventually had one of the, the community guests that year come in and give a eulogy to the, the floor taped cutout of the fox. And we got people <laughs> holding up scar scorecards. And it was this whole thing. It's a oh, diagram took over something like, you know, 60% of the creator's lounge that year. And there are unfortunately no pictures of it, but there is a single release of what they called at the time the Furley edition, which was a, a Etcon newsletter that was put out uh, twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. There was an issue of the Furley edition that, that had a write-up about the, the bizarre hit-and-run that happened in the creator's lounge. And the reason why there's no pictures of this is because the guy running the creator's lounge came in afterward and was so offended by this diorama that had taken up half of the creator's lounge that he tore it all down and threw it all out. Oh, my God. Oh. What but I still – somewhere around here, I still have a copy of that Furley edition that was autographed by the vast majority of people that were involved in creating that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> But stuff like that doesn't happen too often. Like I, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of anything happening like that at a at an MLP con. Um, and it, I think it's only ever happened something like that, that kind of just group inspiration thing. I think that's only ever happened once or twice at at fur fur cons or any other con really. So, um, but those are those are two of my con stories. All right. And then he goes on to ask, "How are you enjoying this podcast?" Actually, it's a lot of fun. I like talking to people. I'm I'm a, a fairly social person, so 
Awesome. Then there's still time to make it all go downhill. Uh, uh, good luck with that. You, you you'll find that very hard for me. Very, very hard to do. For me. <laughs> all right. So next. Oh Jesus, my voice just cracked. Oh God, that's bad. So clearly, <clears throat> you need to go do some voice training. No, I'm just sick. That's why. Now he's um, waiting for his balls to drop. That yes, all. yes, I can tell that you're a sick, twisted person. I get it, but that's a personality flaw, and we're okay with that. That's not a flaw here, sweetheart. That's a standard around here. It's more of like a requirement, actually. Yeah, that's true. So, wait, so we all no, have something on your resume. Sick and twisted. All right, you're accepted. Next guy doesn't have it. Send him away. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Hired. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so RK Striker JK5 asks, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Ah, uh, that's actually kind of a tough one for me. Uh, I like a lot of things. I, I'm very good at taking most other franchises on their own merits, but I have to say... Uh, probably at the moment, Star uh, Star Wars, um, mm. and right. which dovetails into the next question that he's got, which I'll let you ask before I answer it. <laughs> All right, and in which case, <clears throat> I'm sorry. All right, so with that being said, have you done have you done anything else for a non MLP franchise? You did say that you were involved in the. Uh, furry fandom but any other uh, particular fandoms i was in fact i did lightsaber fight choreography live lightsaber fight choreography for a group oh. called saber guild which is the closest thing that lucasfilm has to an official fight group oh wow so i have done i have done stuff for for non-mlp franchises uh, multiples most notably star wars uh and I, I am still in some of those groups, although I cannot actually do fight choreography due to uh, I tore I tore the tendons in one of my knees, so Ooh. Ooh. I can't move Ooh. I can't I can't move around like I used to. So you lost some with that injury. You lost some of your metachlorines. Yeah, I lost a lot of <laughs> metachlorines, unfortunately. Minus five to dexterity. Yeah, yeah, minus five to dexterity. Minus two running speed. <laughs> five. Minus two constitution. Door. No, my con is just fine. I am just as durable as ever. I can, except in that knee. I can't run as fast. <laughs> my mobility <laughs> shot. Well, <laughs> well, hey, I mean, you can make like a one-legged pirate, you know, on a pogo stick and hop. Yar! <laughs> doing, 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 doing. There you go. <laughs> so the initials of your of your username, he uh, he he notes. Spells out S-K-A. Do you like ska? Actually, as a matter of fact, I do. It also spells out this... Uh, actually, it does not spell out the Society for Creative Anachronisms. Never mind. Um, the initials uh, S-K-A. Yeah, I do like ska. I like, I like most music. The only two types of music I don't like uh, are most country music and most rap music. Um, and that's, that's just because country music just doesn't sound right to me. That makes sense. It's like it's not it's not a matter of content. It's just a matter of the composition, like something about the composition. Mm -hmm. And most rap is setting poetry to music, which is great and fine and wonderful. 
and amazing. Please choose better subject materials. I don't want to hear how you went out mm. and popped up, popped a bunch of guys and 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 screwed a bunch of hoes. You know, like I, I you know, to do something better with that art. And there are there are rap artists that do better. There are rap artists whose compositions are amazing, but uh, the vast majority of them I find it hard to listen to. Uh, and that's not that's not to say that it's bad. It's just again, it's not my kind of music. Mm. Um, music about yeah, slapping the hose and stealing the money yeah it's all about okay. the money <laughs> slapping the hose it's, it's like an italian black guy rapping over a track oh yeah slapping the hose oh jesus christ wait, are you, wait pencil, pencil are you saying that all black people are italian that's a slapping the, the hose i slap it the hose jesus christ i mean <laughs> yes my God, son. I'm failing my job. I'm not. Okay, you. All right, everyone. You heard it here. Black people are actually Italian. <laughs> so, You're gonna so, be so disappointed. Uh, you, you heard. You heard it here first, and then someone out there's like, "Mamma mia." <laughs> Mamma mia. We the Negroes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. It. All right. Uh, Next, Next questions. Luffy Unicorn asks, furries are bad and you should feel bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, this God. Is, this would be a bit like, this would be a bit like, uh, someone saying, bronies are, are bad and you should feel bad. Like. Aren't bronies technically a subset of furries? Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you're on a subject. No. Now you're, yeah. now you're on a subject that I've spent a lot of time debating with my, my furry friends who I still have a few, uh, about. Okay. Okay. So if you look at the strict definition of what a furry is, a furry member of the furry fandom is a fan of anthropomorphic artwork, which by that definition, yes. By that strict definition, yes. Bronies would be a subset of furries. But there's an important difference here. Furries don't have a single television show. Or a single source. That they don't gives have them, a basis for everything. They don't have a basis for what they do. And as a result of that, the, while the furry community can be incredibly welcoming and open, they are often they, – they don't have kind of a, a moral compass. Not to say that all bronies follow the compass set down by the so show. What you're, what you're saying is that it's highly diverse and not focused. That's right. That is correct. And there is a significant enough difference between furries and bronies that you can argue they could be a separate fan they're a related fandom but they are a separate fan it's like well, star trek it's like star trek and sci-fi conventions it's like, a common ancestor <laughs> it's a common ancestor uh, sci-fi conventions cover all sci-fi including star trek but star trek conventions cater specifically to folks that are only a fan of that show so there's there is a significant difference between the two uh both in ethos and in in creativity like i like i said I, I did furry conventions for years i walked into the dealer's hall at bronycon in 2013 uh -huh. and was like holy shit this is what a vendor's hall should be because mm -hmm. the the sheer range of different types of stuff that people make in the brony community far exceeds your average furry vendor vendor's hall it really does well, uh you've and... got glasswares and sculptures and and yeah. and I mean, this just it's it's amazing, and you don't have that same spread of stuff in the other in in the furry community. So, I get, 
Like you're not well, gonna find hu humanized furry art. Yeah. No, no, you actually you won't. Uh, which is is kind of when you think about it, it's kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't say it, it kind of does. That doesn't to say that I don't like. I don't consider myself a member of the furry fandom anymore. That doesn't mean I don't like the artwork. That just means that I I'm not a huge fan of the culture within the furry fandom. Got it. But well, the culture within the brony community is different. Like it feels different to me when I'm at a, a brony convention. Uh, so, well, I would actually very much like to weigh in on this because I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Former furry, never really attached myself to the label because it had a really bad stigma about it. I think I only made like two, maybe three really good friends from the furry fandom and the rest of it was all drama involved. <coughs> and I've been thinking about this. Because Enigma's a little shit, and he keeps posting uh, a, a question on uh, the, uh, what what's his name again? Author, daddy, daddy, author, whatever it was. <clears throat> daddy, silent uh, author. Yes, yes. Everybody calls him daddy for some godforsaken reason. Anyways, <laughs> he calls me daddy. I call mm -hmm. him son. All right. So, and I was thinking about this. I would say there are two parts of the same coin. Not exactly on opposite sides, but they are definitely two parts of the same coin. Because in the one in the one respect, you've got a very, I'm gonna say, self-centered, very self-serving fandom in my from what my experience has been, versus a fandom that is extremely polar opposite of that. You know, furries are all about you know what I'm doing and what I feel and how I like it. And I've gotten almost the exact opposite of that on Brony Fandom. So much more social. And sociable. Makes sense. Alrighty. So we'll move on to Alex underscore, our the greatest intern of them all. And to which he asks, Sophie, what is your funniest anecdote? Is Sophie still here? Because I noticed that she was quiet when Rev finished up and she didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I somehow ended up muted. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, 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 this old headset of mine has a glitch where it occasionally uh, mutes. Um, mm. What's my funniest anecdote? Uh, God, it's all contextual. Um, I'd have to say the one that I still that 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 made me the la laugh the hardest. Uh, I was playing Dead Island with my boyfriend and one of our friends from the UK, uh, individual uh, called Fopsy, who we call the Space Pastry, which has mm. a whole other story. <clears throat> and we're at the beginning of the level where you go and you get a, a pickup truck in order to drive back to your, your newly formed base. And we'd done this a couple of times myself and, 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 and my boyfriend, Bo, we, we had done it a couple of times and we took Fopsy out to do this mission so that, so that she could catch up and we don't let her drive like oh. in, in video games. They don't let me drive in video games. Like I, I make a better gunner. I'm not a driver. Um, <clears throat> uh, but so we parked the thing, got out, turned in the mission, and while we're doing that, I was doing some crafting or something and watching the pickup truck. And Fopsy got into the pickup truck and 
started driving it back and forth, you know, just forward and back and forward and back and would hit the fence. Uh, Cause like one side of the base has a, is a fence above a cliff and you can't jump over, you can't jump over the fence. Like, and you can't get a vehicle over the fence. Apparently, <laughs> at least we thought you couldn't. <laughs> and she hits something and the truck bounces. It goes over the fence and down the cliff. Oh, geez, sounds like Halo. Fucking. And we're sitting there. I'm sitting there watching, and I just start laughing, which is, you know, about like I am now. And and over the, because we're on voice chat, and over the voice chat, she says, "Oops," and that was enough. <laughs> that was so, just enough. And I, I was laughing so hard, I couldn't breathe. I fell out of my chair. I hurt. I couldn't like it was so bad, and it, like anecdotes are all contextual, and and that was just funny because of the because of the interplay between the three of us and the situation at the time, and it's really hard to to really, and I still laugh. I haven't talked with Fopsy in probably three years, and it still makes me laugh that that whole thing. Oops, <laughs> and of course the truck, you know, the truck went down on the beach. Vehicles aren't supposed to be on the beach, um, in that game. It's hard to get a vehicle on the beach. So we had to go down and get the damn truck off the beach somehow. Um, but it was just, it was so funny. It was so, so funny. Video games, video game anecdotes are amazing. They can be contextual, though. But that, God. That particular one is highly contextual. It's, you have to know all three of us for that to be really funny. Um, but I've had other ones that are equally... <laughs> equally funny uh we were we were playing divinity myself and rena and the boyfriend and, and another friend of ours kane were playing divinity original sin 2 and there is a spell in original sin 2 this one's funny you guys might get this one uh called uh enrage and it gives you extra action points and extra damage and a bunch of other stuff and and my boyfriend's been casting it on Rena's character, who's a, a frontline DPS type. Okay. And Rena says, okay, okay, Bo, it's time. Enrage me. And Bo says, okay, are you ready? You ready to be insulted? And Rena says, yes, yes, I'm ready to be insulted. And he says, foxes are furry condoms and cast the spell. Oh, what? <laughs> what? It's a furry joke. It's the anthropomorphic furry furry. Rena's uh, furry persona is a fox. Mm. Oh, got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, for the next question, he asks, "How did you come to found BabsCon?" Okay. So at the time in in 2012, I did uh, 2013. I attended. Um, I was getting more involved in the birding community. Like I was being a little more active on poster boards, and actually, a lot of my Facebook posts started Dear Princess Celestia, um, which is kind of very nerdy when I think about it now. And I get this message from this person I don't know, out of the blue, that says, "Hey, would you attend a My Little Pony convention if it was in the Bay Area?" Um, this is 20, 2013. And yeah. uh, I think it was March. I said, yeah, probably. I'm kind of surprised there isn't one already. If I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because we, we, we have further confusion. We've got uh, AOD. We have numerous gaming conventions. Um, we had WonderCon for many years. Like, I'm surprised there isn't a, a, an MLPCon in San Francisco, the SF Bay Area. I mean, I, I could see one being in San Jose because it's kind of cheaper to have conventions in San Jose. And uh, they said, okay, well, I'm looking at people who are willing to help staff a convention in the SF Bay Area. Um, and I just want to make sure that people would be interested in attending it. And I said, well, I'm not really up for staffing another convention. I staffed a convention for 10 years almost, eight, nine years, I think. And I'm done. I'm done. I'm done staffing conventions. I'll attend, but I, I won't staff it. Mm. Okay. And she went away and she came back a couple weeks later and said, well, you sure you wouldn't be willing to staff even in a low level position? Well, maybe. But I've got to go to San Diego Comic-Con and do a, a lightsaber choreography for a halftime show for their masquerade. And then I have to do, and then after that, I'm going to BronyCon. So I'm not making any decisions until after BronyCon. And they were like, like a week apart. Right. So like, I'm not, you know, I'm literally not making any decisions until after BronyCon. And even then, I'm probably not going to make a decision on it. So, oh, okay. And so... She came back and prodded me about once a week until San Diego Comic-Con. And then I didn't hear from her for for almost a week. And right after BronyCon, like literally a few days after BronyCon, I get this message saying, I see that you're a bookkeeper at a, at a small business. Would you be interested in coming in and monitoring the finances for the con? No, not really. This is my day job. I don't really want to bring my day job into my fandom. Right. Oh, okay. And I'm not making any decisions right now anyway about whether or not to help you. Okay. Mm. And, and like, again, the next week, the same conversation. Like, it, it was like every other day. It finally, I got, I got tired of being badgered. And I said, fine, I'll help you. I'll keep an eye on the finances. But there's three things that have to be the case. I have to be in every single conversation about every aspect of the convention. Because small decisions can have a huge impact on your finances. Right. Uh, my job ends day zero of con. I want to enjoy the convention. And then after I'm done enjoying the convention, after the con, then I have two weeks of really hard work for the convention to do to make sure the books balance out and everyone gets paid and all this other stuff. But day zero of the con, I'm not working. Like, I'm not working at the convention. I refuse. Right. And uh, and the third thing I said is I'm only doing this for one year, I think. And so it, that was that was the conversation. Okay, yeah, sure, fine, that's great, that's fine. Okay, so I'm your bookkeeper. That's all I'm doing. I'm just keeping the books and I'm I'm advising on financial stuff. First in-person meeting, um, and this was Sonia Lin. This is Sonia Lin Hipper, the the founder of Babscon. Um, and and yes, she's known like that everywhere. So it's not like a big secret. But she she uh, she sits down and she's introducing the the staff she's assembled. And I did not know at the time that I was the third person she'd ever hired. Oh. I I, I so literally I, I I am 
one of the three founders, like le legitimately, I was the third person. And she goes around, she says, this is, this is our vice chair, I'm the chair, and this over here, Sophie, our head of business. Which is not what a bookkeeper does. Right, right, <laughs> right. To, to watch I went, excuse me? <laughs> what? Well, you handle money, that's kind of like business. No, kind of no, like... it's not. <laughs> no, no I guess, okay, so I guess I'm, I guess I'm the head of business then. Um, and and that was how I came to be part of the founding group of Babscon. I was, I was kind of, I was badgered into it a little bit, and uh, and fallen told what my job was, and uh, been been with the con, been been with the con ever since. And and as much as I as as much as I might, you know. Uh, harass Sonia about that. Like it, honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. So you, you, you were sort of like forcibly she, let up the ladder. She, she was hokey. She was hokey doped into the into the car. Yes, yes. It was just a giant hokey doke. All right, it, that's it, awesome. It was. That's awesome. It was. It's the greatest con story ever. All right, now another. Uh, polarizing question. What's the best sandwich filling? Well, I'm a vegetarian, so my sandwich fillings are kind of limiting, but I have to say I absolutely love a good uh, fake ham and Swiss sandwich. I still have a soft spot for ham and cheese, and uh, that's the closest thing I can get to a, a nice grilled ham and Swiss. So with a little bit of provolone, just the right kind of mustard and the right kind of mayo. Oh, so good. Uh -huh. Yeah, if you need mayo, you can talk to Pencil. She has plenty. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried the vegetarian bacon? I have. Uh, there's three different types. Uh, the the Earth Life one is the one that I prefer. The Morning Star stuff is fine. The Morning Star stuff works really well if you microwave it, but the Earth Song stuff actually has better spice mix and a better flavor to it. Yeah, they're one of those I I was eating for a while. I don't remember which one, but yeah. Yeah, it's the the Morning Star stuff um, when when it's all cooked up tastes like bacon's <laughs> you, you put on a salad. Like it's 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 okay. It's not great, but the Earth Song stuff is absolutely amazing. And I, I just came across another company that does uh, applewood smoked maple fake bacon. Um, oh God, that actually sounds kind of good. But they they want like. They, they're not local to where I'm at, and they want 20 bucks to ship some to me, so I'm like, uh, thanks, well, no. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, yeah. Alright. And in that case, we'll segue into, are you a cat or a dog person? Ah, uh, that's kind of a trick question. Uh, I was dog groomer for many, many years, so I'd have to say that I'm actually, um, I, I'm actually a, uh, uh, a dog person more than a cat person, um, but I also keep I've kept lizards. So for me, it's like, yeah, I like all animals. I like animals better than people for the most part. Finally, finally, someone of culture. Yeah, I mean they 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 won't screw me over. So your first Sona was a dog, I'm assuming. Uh, actually, a fox. You got run over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roadkill and foxes are furry condoms, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> <laughs> so, excuse me, Don Giovanni, but your lizard seems limp. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, it's past that rigor mortis stage. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, so. Get to lower mortis and I'll be a chameleon. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, moving on. Do you... I don't think there's enough alcohol in you guys yet to, to, to fully appreciate all of this. So, you know, I'm just going to say BabsCon again just to get you all to drink. Yeah, yeah I was about well, to do the same thing. Hey, everyone, BabsCon, 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 drink, drink, drink. Hey, thinking, of, Bab, thinking of BabsCon, uh, did, didn't they um, – did, didn't, didn't someone make a, a special code specifically for you guys that you guys should probably announce oh, for BabsCon? Yes. In that case, we will stop it right there to do the usual killing. So, Lambie, oh. go ahead and take it away, and don't forget to mention this special code. I don't know about the code. Pencil, <laughs> you, you're not on the ball today. What is wrong with you? You're not yourself. Yeah, I'm not a ballpoint pen. I'm a pencil. Um, okay. Well, I know at least half of this, so hey, all you fuckers. Hey, all you fuckers. You should donate to our Patreon so we can blow your money on hookers and Patron. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, all your money goes to a force at the Red Wings Force Sanctuary. Um, yeah, so we, our, 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 our horse is a – yeah, no, the hookers and booze part. We were just kidding about that for once in a while. <laughs> like, we, we actually – you know, our bar continues to get lower, but at this point we're like, you know, balancing out because we help – uh, a horse survive with your donations and whatnot. His name is Big Mac, just like the one in the show. Yup. And so, yeah, that's what we do. And Milk will probably tell you about the code since I don't know. Oh, God. You motherfucker. Who All right. So, so <laughs> MapsCon was very generous to in to essentially in our name create a code with the same damn name yeah that's right it's just barcast you motherfuckers better show up to babscon and you use that code well, and you will get uh, a discount on the registration go do it right of, now how much of a discount sophie it's 10 percent. 10 percent. 10 percent. and off i believe of, the register i believe the uh, three-day register yeah okay. off of actually off of any membership i believe so, oh, it's off of any tier. Oh, so, shit. So the more you spend, the bigger savings it is. Indeed. So go earn 10% off and come meet all your people. By, by the way, Pencil, that is the best song I think we'll ever hear from you. Oh, gee. I'm flattered. Actual Pencil's going to kill you, Enigma. <laughs> yeah, especially I, seeing as how well she did for Bill Newton. Oh, oh man, that, that's the one I listened to before this. <laughs> I'm, sure Pencil, I'm sure Pencil has a whole laundry list of reasons to kill me for it. <gasps> it just keeps getting longer. And I've got three more for her so far. But I'll knock one off because of the compliment. Oh, hey, Enigma, just remember, you're going to be sleeping in a room with all of us. You're going to get fucked up. <laughs> but no one wants to stain the wall with blood. That's like... I, I never said we were going to paint the walls with his blood, but we are going to humiliate him. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the topic on it. Let's get back to our guests. Indeed. I think that's Let's enough. Is a finish. I think that's enough shielding for one day. Then moving on to the rest of Alex. <laughs> Shut up, Enigma. <laughs> moving on to the rest of Alex's questions. Also, do you happen to like Capper? Capper? 
uh, from I know. the MLP movie. Um, he's an escapee from a Don Bluth film. What? Like, I, that's 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 legit. Like, he he is an escapee, um, from from a Don Bluth film, and and so we were we talk about this. Like, the characters there are characters in the MLP movie that are clearly escapees from other other companies' movie series. So, like, mm-hmm. Capper is clearly from a Don Bluth movie. Like, that that's you know perfect fit for a Don Bluth movie. The villain is is uh, the Storm King is an escapee from a Disney film. So, um, like we're pretty sure about that. Uh, more entertaining Hades. than Disney villains, let me tell you. Oh yes, he's yes. straight Hades. Yeah, he's he's basically straight Hades. Um, straight. <laughs> implying straight that the original was gay. Uh, implying that Hades was gay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When you're a god, it doesn't really matter. No. Um, hey, hey, Hades was flaming. Yes. Oh, god. yes you was. son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll uh, give you that one enigma. Well, hey, I mean, Pegasus made him straight. He blew it out, didn't he? If we're talking about blowing, I'm not sure how straight he <laughs> No, it just makes him into bestiality. Pegasus was boy. a girl? That was a boy. Boy. I don't think the fact that the gender doesn't make bestiality. <laughs> and the gender don't enter into it. <laughs> you, you don't you don't get away with it. You can't you can't upgrade the guy from bestiality to just gay. Like that's not how it works, dude. Like, dude, you fucked a dog. What was it? Was it a was it a dude dog? Was, was it a, a dude? Boy or was it a boy? Oh, that's it not bestiality. That's, that's not bestiality. That's just gay. Fuck this matters, guys. It's because Ravage said that Pegasus made him made him a straight. So that's made me think that Pegasus uh, Pegasus was a girl. No, you took two separate things and put them together, and that yeah. now now it's just wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just wrong on many many levels. All right, all right, guys. Last note here is that if you engage in bestiality, it's it, it's only gay if it's if it's if it, the gender is male. So. I, I actually I thought it was only gay if the balls touch. Yeah. That too. Uh, our, our, guess, our guess is on top of this. And of course, <laughs> of course. That's uh, what she said. Or, I guess, or, do you mean, or do you mean duct tape? Oh, God. Quack, yeah. quack. No, they use the gorilla tape. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> so, I have a, he also, Alex also has a really tough tongue twister. Say BabsCon as many times as you can in 30 seconds, you cheeky fuck. You you know if I did that everyone would die of <coughs> Indeed, but here's another Babs Con for the road. Yes, gotta so. do another one. Gotta do another one. Everyone, you better come and attend BabsCon. Alright, so BabsCon needs a theme. <laughs> BabsCon has a theme. That's what my department does. I mean theme song. We have one of those too. Oh god, I haven't heard it. Do you, oh, you know, know it? Heard- Oh, I, don't, I, don't. I, I I have to fight. It's a stupid, catchy thing. Uh, Babscon. What is it like? Is it like? Is it like Feliz Navidad, but like better? Oh <laughs> my God! No, it's called yeah. Babscon the Experience, and uh, it was done for our first year. And it is uh, so here. Where do you want me to put this? I have a link. Uh, in the behind the counter. Behind the, in the behind. In the behind. I'll put Nick, it. I'll put no. it in the rear. There you go. There it is. Oh dear. There it is. Uh, oh it's... boy. Yeah. You, you, you might want to. Uh, it, it, at, it at least on... for like at least the first couple seconds. 
it, yeah. it's uh it's only like two minutes long but uh oh it steals um, the bab seed thing. yes yes Great. it does yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> jesus Oh so, oh, so it is. Oh, okay. So it is the Bab seed. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. I thought it was just Bay Area. I didn't think it was actually Babs, the character. Who is Bay Area? The Bay, Bay Area. The Bay God Area. God damn it, fucking pencil. Get your. Oh God, there. I am making her look so stupid. <laughs> pencil, you should know better than anyone. I'm not gonna take jack shit from you, Enigma. <laughs> I thought that's all you took from Enigma. Oh, damn, Pencil. What are you going to say to that? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to say I'm just a disappointment. We need to move on to the next question. (laughs) 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 All right. And in that case, we have exactly one question from Vylot. So, Pencil, you got to do the jingle. It's time for questions from I think pencil will I think pencil will faint from laughing at that when she watches that. Oh god. That 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 helps expunge all the shit in my lungs right now. Oh god. We aim to <coughs> Chorus in middle school, it was a lifesaver. Oh my god. Bylon's <laughs> only question, surprisingly, is how was your day today? Actually, pretty good. I spent most of it sleeping. Sounds like an amazing day to that me. That is an absolutely amazing day. For, I wish. Especially for a college student. Mm. I'll say. All right. And that wow. was it from Bylon! <laughs> Someone needs to take this uh, the sound sample. Make it a text tone on your phone. <laughs> All right. So, Rundown Jet now asks, that Canadian guy here with the usual fare for our guest this week. One, what is the favorite meme of 2018 so far? Um, I would have to say it's, it's do you know the way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> s- simply because it shows up everywhere. Uh, which you know, popular memes do, but also because I, I find it, it, it is the right kind of meme you can just drop into a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and you can't do that with all memes. So you know, to a meme that that is universally, uh, you know, universally accepted or universally seen, um, applicable. Uh, applicable would be a good good term. Yeah. Do you all know right. the way? I've even heard people that don't do memes use that. And, and are, know exactly what it means. Me, are, memes, exactly what it exactly means. what it means. Are, are you are you aware are you aware of the mutation of that meme though that happened recently? No, I'm not. Uh, Wak- Wakandan knuckles. Oh Jesus! Oh God! It, I, still, I still prefer I still prefer the Russian knuckles theme, Russian. which I which I posted in the chat. I, I will have to look I gotta at see it. This. It is thirty seconds long. Oh, Scrongus Fungus is the best. I love that guy. <laughs> Play it, motherfucker. It's uh, 30 okay. seconds. Sit on him. Yeah, we're good on time. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
I refuse to look. <laughs> Shit's fucking insane. No, so, I actually like Soviet this meme. I like this meme now. Soviet anthem kills me every single time. Okay. All right, so. The way is currently the best meme thus far 2018. Someone changed that. It could have been Tide Pods. Tide Pods. Tide, yeah, there we go. Tide Pods, Pods are up there too. The, the Tide Pods, like, I don't know. I, I find memes that, that reference uh, health decisions that could kill people to not be as funny. I don't know. I, I mean, it's the only meme It's calling the population. This yeah, this cleansing the degenerates. That is true. It's only a wonder Enigma hasn't taken one yet. Hey, have you, tried, have you guys have you guys tried the new flavor of Tide Pods, steamed ham flavor? Oh, uh, you're bad. Have you tried the new t flavor of Oreos, Tide Pods flavor? Uh, oh God, I saw those. <laughs> I, 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 someone at for at Furcon, uh, one of the room parties at Furcon had a drink called the Tide Pod drink. <laughs> oh God. Oh Jesus. I wouldn't be surprised if there's actually a bar drink made out of that. With that, yeah, it, was, it was a mixed drink. I, I had okay. people bring them into the the Babscon room party, and uh, they looked not very appetizing, but apparently they were very popular. So amazing! All right, so, so number two, snacks or food stuff that you'd like, which others may find unappealing or disgusting. For example, pineapple pizza. Um, actually, pineapple pizza is not a bad one I can put on that list. I, you I have to son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a son of anything. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Got him. I love some bad. I am. I am happy. I, I I'm happy to to have pineapple on my pizza. I just can't have the ham that would normally go with it because vegetarian. Um. But yeah, I like I like uh, I've had a Thai pizza which had mini corns on it. That was pretty tasty too. That must be um, incredible. That was incredible. I had it while I was in Bangkok uh, years ago. I I wanted a taste of home, and I was desperate. And there was a Pizza Hut, and I was thinking, oh my god, I could order a pizza and I could get a two liter of Pepsi. And I ordered a vegetarian pizza because that was about all I could make out from because I my my Thai is not very good. Um, that was about all I could make out. Like this must, this looks like it's all vegetarian. So like I'll order that. And then the pizza showed up with my two liter of thing, and I opened it up, and I'm like, this is not a pizza. <laughs> like it's it's uh -huh. pizza shaped. It's pizza shaped, but the toppings were they were all vegetarian, but they were not pizza toppings like I would think of them. And uh. so I tried it. I tried it, and it was like, oh, this is okay. It's it's edible. It's good, but it's it's not a taste of home like I want. So at least I got the Pepsi. And I opened up the Pepsi, and it was did not taste like Pepsi in the U.S. Mmm, <laughs> well, tastes like fucking mmm, tastes like dang. Uh, well, no, it, it tasted like Pepsi, but it was it was uh, pure sugar Pepsi and not. Uh huh. Not so it was Pepsi. like good Pepsi then. It was good Pepsi, yes. but it wasn't the Pepsi from home, which is what I wanted because I was <laughs> homesick at the time. Oh um, God, I don't want this natural bullshit. Give me the chemicals. <laughs> Sophie, you were reminding me of this incident where 
Milk said he was gonna send me a pizza, and he sent me a damn Mexican pizza. And I felt, I felt betrayed. I've never seen, I've never seen Enigma personally attacked in in my life. <laughs> like, do, do you know what a Mexican pizza is? Uh, which kind? Would. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a pizza, but once you take a bite, you realize that there's no tomato sauce underneath that cheese. Instead, it's refried bean. Oh, yeah. yeah, and usually the crust is uh, crisped. Like if they cook it right, it's like a crispy yeah. crust. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. it's like comes with a dead body too. There was a uh, <laughs> there was a, a pizza place local to us that used to do a thing called South of the Border, which they didn't okay. use. They they used spicy nacho cheese for the cheese topping. They used salsa for the sauce. And then it was like extra spicy sausage and a bunch of other stuff. So it was like super spicy and jalapenos. And uh, locally, that was that was what I thought what Mexican pizza was for the longest time. And then mm-hmm. Taco Bell, Taco Bell did Mexican pizzas for a while, and it wasn't really a true Mexican pizza, but it was closer. So, ah, right anyway. <laughs> In that case, number three, another polarizing question, which I'm sure Pencil will ask something very emotional to say about this why is bagged milk the best milk mm-hmm. <sighs> i'm not sure how to respond to that um because i've had i've had milk where the cream floats to the top like glass bottle like high grade milk and that that's better than that milk than bagged milk. <laughs> I've also I, had, I, 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 if i may interject Sure. Bagged milk is not milk at all. It is the absolute worst. If your milk comes from a bag, you're doing something wrong as a sovereign nation. Okay, like, so there's... <laughs> like, I, I just want to get this out of the way. It's not It's not real milk. I don't care how you're giving it to me. And if it comes in a bag, I don't want it. Comes from a breast, great. Comes from a carton, even better. But, like, if it comes from a bag, I'm just not going to drink that shit. Because, so I work fast food, and uh, we have to pour bags of milk into the, uh, what's it called? The broken ice cream machine? The broken ice cream machine, yeah, basically. (laughs) Oh my god, do you know how it is to pour a bag of milk? Imagine having to pour a cereal, and you have to grip one edge, cut with scissors, and then you just know. Or, what is it, a screwy top over in Canada? Everything's screwy there. Uh, (laughs) So basically, just unscrew, and you're holding just a giant thing of milk. Like, sloshing about and everything as you pour it. It's disgusting. Like, so... Bagged milk is absolutely atrocious. Canada as a nation is lost. You guys fought at Passchendaele for nothing. So, so, so Pencil, yes. would, you, would you drink your milk if it came out of a dragon's tit? Oh, fuck. In spite of God, you, no. In spite of you, no. So, so there is one type of milk that's worse than bagged milk. Oh. Skim milk. Oh. Powdered milk. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Tell me about it. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we could powder you and then reconstitute you someplace else. <laughs> We're in diaper fetish territory, so I think we need to move on. Indeed. Uh... Yeah. All right. So, a little more a uh, social question: What's your favorite a band in said music genre? 
Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'd have to say probably either rock or metal would be my two favorites. I'm very much nice. A, I have very, I'm very much a rocker. I learned, I was learning to play the guitar actually, specifically so I could play rock, rock music. Uh, and as far as my favorite band goes, I, it's a toss-up between uh, old school Metallica and Linkin Park, actually. Nice. Priest would love you. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he really would. Huge, huge fan of both of those. I, yeah. I, I like Metallica does some amazing stuff when they do their slow ballads. And uh, Linkin Park just, like, their their music is very social. Like, they're they're very much a, or they used to be. Oh. I don't know if they're still together. Did uh, you they're, see? They're still together. Yeah. Okay. Did you uh, see the Diamond Tiara uh, crossed with Linkin Park? I oh think so. God. Probably. Oh God, it was so good. If you haven't seen it, you need to uh, go look at it. It's um, it's the song "Numb," right? Oh dear. I think. Probably that sounds right. I think I have yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. It, oh man, it is so good, and I'm surprised at how well it matches up together. Yeah. Yeah. I have to have to look it up again. Which Diamond TR song? Uh, would you uh, uh, Pony I Wanna Be? Oh, that one. That was actually pretty good. That was a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yes. 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 Oh God. <laughs> All right. We should we should probably <laughs> stop with the mating calls. Oh. <laughs> all no, right, no, so... no, we're not doing even human mating calls because human mating calls all start with "Hey, baby." Hey, girl, want some fuck? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> hey, girl, want me to slap a dog? My Ubenschlagen's just that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Hold my cider. Those are all very excellent. All right, so two mare and quoting your uh, favorite pony being Rainbow Dash. Nice, she says, nice try, Rainbow Dash. Where's the real dopey on a cat and Harbinger? Well, Harbinger was the thing that tried to kill Shepard, so. Uh, <clears throat> assuming direct control. Assuming direct control. Someone knows my, my one of my games, one of my favorite games. Yeah, Not I love my, Mass Effect. I'm, Mass I'm Effect. actually right in the middle of getting to Harbinger. The, the first two are amazing. This third one was amazing up until the last 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, what's a real dopey on a cat in Harbinger? Um, I don't know, actually. I, I will have to say, I honestly don't know. I will have to do more research and assume some direct control. Wait, you don't like the last 10 minutes of Mass Effect 3? Are you saying you don't like the final boss, Marauder Shields? Uh, no, I don't like the final boss, uh, Starchild. He's not a boss, though. You don't actually fight him. That's true. That's true. But I, like, like I said, the last ten minutes of it, I, I did had no problems with the the combat and the fights and whatnot. But the that whole story twist thing at the end was just so poorly done. It could have been done so much better. Mm hmm. And I think what annoyed me most is that they went on to create a terrible Mass Effect three, or was it? Oh, and then Andromeda. Was Andromeda, Andromeda. And instead they instead they could have made freaking Knights of the Old Republic three. They could have, um, and Andromeda could have been a lot better. Like I, I understand what they were trying to do, and there were things about Andromeda I really really liked, but it's like they, it's like they had all these ideas and they didn't spend enough time or attention on any one of them. Right. So there wasn't enough depth 
It was basically just go and jump through the hoops and do the story. And it wasn't like there, there's this whole thing about getting the arc reactivated and all that other stuff that you could have done a lot more with um, or building up your relationships with other like you could have done an entire diplomatic thing where you are out having to actually sit in and make diplomatic decisions and actually do like this. You could have done so much more with the new setting. And, you know, it's, I just felt that they it was it was a poor, poor execution of a great idea. Uh, well, do you know why it failed? Uh, that it was a poor execution of a great idea and that people were pissed off about Mass Effect 3. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, what, what the problem was is that they gave it to a DLC dev team rather than an actual game creation dev team. Yeah. Yes, that, like, would, that, that would also do it. All I got to say about Andromeda is, hey, Vetra, show me then. <coughs> What? Birds and bugs Enigma, don't have stop tits. Talking. Bugs, bugs don't have tits. He's not a bug. <laughs> Why does everything have tits to you? Because he's mean, a filthy he's... fucking closet furry. I mean, that's you guys why. Saw the new, you guys saw the new Star Wars, right? Luke Skywalker had the right idea. Yeah, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Why would you reference the worst Star Wars movie in history? No, no, no. Sorry, The Phantom Menace is still worse by far. I don't know. I, 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 I hated. I hey, hated. The prequels were better. The prequels were better. That 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 particular film did some important things that had to happen, and there wasn't a lot they could have done to make those things happen and still have the uh, a decent film. So I, I'm willing to yeah, give them a them, pass. Um, them fast nasty titties. <laughs> But anyway, there there were issues with that film, but the issues were not as big as as letting George Lucas create the prequels. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on to questions from Hawthorne Bunny, who asks, what is one of your biggest pet peeves about convention staffing? I could go on for a long time about this, actually. Uh, A con chair that gets drunk during the course of the convention. That's one of my big ones. Uh, I had have experience with that, um, but I'd have to say my biggest pet peeve is folks coming in to do a job, and you say this is the job, this is what you need to do, and then they go and they decide they don't want to do the job, or they drag their feet at doing the job, or they commit to doing the like they're committed to doing the con. They're like I'm going to be con staff, and then they don't actually want to do work. They just want the what few perks we get as con staff. Like that makes no sense to me. If if you're going to do a job, you're going to agree to go and, and do a job, like do the fucking job. The sooner you do the job, the sooner it's done. And then you can refine whatever it is that you did to make it good for the attendees. Like don't 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 waste the cons time. Don't waste don't waste other staffers' time having to clean up after you. Like don't just do the fucking job and do it right the first time. And if you don't know how to do the job right the first time, ask somebody. Cause there are people on con staff that have been doing this probably a lot longer than in some cases than some staff have been alive in, mm. in in the case of a few folks we have working for us so it's like don't 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 commit and then just think that it's going to be a cakewalk it's a job it is actually a job and it's a job that ha- you have to have passion for otherwise just don't do it i mean 
it just creates more work for everybody else. And that, that happens with BabsCon every year internally. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I love my con. I love staffing my con. You can pry my con from my cold, dead hands. BabsCon is amazing. And everyone gets to drink twice because of that. Um, <laughs> but that being said, every year we get at least one person on staff that will commit to doing something. And then it's like then they don't follow through every year. And it always creates problems. Um, so that's my pet peeve. Don't don't commit to something and then not do it. Got it. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is responsible for those pets. <sighs> Christ. I don't know. We had an adoption thing the first year we had Babscon. We had we had dogs from the uh, SFSPCA the first year for adoption. That was fun. Oh. Did the dogs get drunk too? Uh, no, because alcohol is bad for dogs. So it's cho- so chocolate. That's also true. That chocolate is also bad for dogs. <laughs> it's the caffeine specifically in the chocolate. They make dog-safe chocolate. Heroin is also bad for dogs. Many things are bad for dogs. Heroin's bad for a lot of people, Enigma. He lives in Compton. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make it better. <laughs> that just makes it more common. Yeah, but I mean, you take away the heroin, and then all the junkies start freaking out. Well, right. then you have and then, the then, is gone. <laughs> well, and then and then you know what you have, right? You have a you have the first version of the purge. <laughs> God, and it's too. Everyone's everyone's already armed. I wonder if in the purge they ever went into Compton because I don't think anyone. Compton. I don't know. They did three of those movies, I think. Uh, yeah, they so all all three of them are set in different parts of the the U.S. So the only thing scary about the Purge was that there were three of them. <laughs> all right. It's an interesting concept for it execution, is. but anyway. Indeed. All right, number two, and with the joke question, he asks, "I heard that you are mixologist. What genres of music are my favorite?" I like my beats. Uh, I have to say, if I'm doing a rave, it's got to be industrial or house or or EDM. Um, but no, uh, it, this was a conversation we actually had in the in the chat there. Yep, I see. The, I see it right board. here. Um, make a dumb joke by disjockeying with the question as it still stands. Um, I I don't know. I like most musics, most most rave rave or dance music. Uh, I I am I was used to do ballroom dancing so classical dancing and uh you know good four four time waltz is always nice but i was always a, a fan of the foxtrot um but that being said uh for dance music i, I don't know i like anything you can move to really all right sweet number three he asks what cocktail do you find the most difficult to get right so i have a recipe for a seven-layer rainbow dash. Oh, God. Um, and it oh. takes about 20 minutes to pour, between 10 and 20 minutes to pour, because you have to pour everything slow and right and careful. And... Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, um, yeah, it's a, kind of a time-consuming thing to pour, and it's difficult to get right, because if you pour too fast, the layers mix, and then you end up with a poor drink. So. Right. Okay. 
he then he then go on, goes on to ask did Brina Drummond say okay I'll come to your convention but only if you name name it after me um no actually we came up with the name before we even approached uh, uh Brina to attend our con um we we actually approached Andrew we had Andrea Lipman signed before we even officially were formed as a company interestingly enough uh she was willing to come down to San Francisco and and hang out and be a good sport and uh, support a new con. So, but we, that was long before we ever contacted Brenna. All right. Then he goes on to ask, "What's your favorite non-mainstream?" Non. No mainstream sci-fi. Uh, well, I just finished watching Altered Carbon, which has to be. It's certainly up there. I'm also uh, a brown coat, that is to say, a fan of Firefly and Serenity. Um, both of those, I think, qualify as non-mainstream. So those would probably be my two current favorites. Sweet. With probably Black Mirror being a good third. Ooh, I'll give you Black Mirror. Black Mirror is great. All right. So what's your favorite artist, music, cinema, talk, fart, I fart, yeah, and writing? Okay, so music, uh, we already covered that earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, we can keep recovering that. Cinematography, um, that's a tough one. What's a good cinematography? I have to say, I like the work done on the original Blade Runner as far as cinematography goes. Like that was, that's just some beautiful work. Um, the pacing is really slow, unfortunately, but that kind of that kind of cinematography is is eye catching and gives a good scope of the world and that's just probably amongst my favorite painting um i have to say i'm more of a fan of uh von uh van Gogh rather than uh more modern painters i'm not a huge fan of abstract modern art which is like a really big thing i prefer my classicals and my renaissance artists uh my favorite fart is probably the silent but deadly uh <laughs> <laughs> And as far as writing goes, um, I'm a fan of a, a, a writer called Alice Borchardt, who she's unfortunately passed away, but she was a contemporary of Anne Rice. Uh, she only started writing books much later in life. So she only wrote like five or six books, starting with the first book, which was called The Silver Wolf. I've heard of that one. It's actually really good. Sweet. All righty. He then goes on to ask, why did the chicken go across the street? To get to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is amazing. I don't blame him. I work there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, Chick-fil-A Chick kicks ass, though. They have some damn good nuggies. Everything. The waffle fries, though. Yeah, Waffle fries are always good. Yes, I agree. Now, what is the most unimportant thing you didn't achieve? The most unimportant thing I didn't achieve. Um, that's a tough one. What, what didn't I achieve that I set my sights on? Probably, I'd have to say the full, you know, because that's kind of would kind of change the perspective of the con. That's a tough one. Um, probably some of the artwork that I didn't finish off from years and years and years ago. Uh, I have numerous works in progress that I've never finished, and those are probably not very important, and I didn't achieve them. Okay. And as I'm going down through these questions, I think they're purposefully getting much more intelligible. In it. So let's continue. So <laughs> what, is the, what is your favorite comic boat? 
My favorite comic boat. Uh, comic boat is in funny or comic boat is in comics. That's a um, probably comic boat. I don't watch, don't read a lot of comics, and I don't watch a lot of things with boats in them. Fair enough. Do you know Rat Queen's form image comics? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I, I know Image Comics, but yes. I'm just going to say yes. Good answer. What is your most unnaying failing? <laughs> okay, whoever wrote this was, was drinking something. I, I'm just going to say, like, that's what it looks like to me. But my uh, most annoying, uh, annoying failing would, would have to probably be the fact that I talk too much. Uh, I tend to be very verbose. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Alrighty, I'm not asking that question. Let's see, how many scissors do you needle? How many scissors do I needle? Uh, three. One to work on uh, dog grooming with, one to cut uh, fabric with, and one to, to cut uh, people with. I mean... <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I like the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Alright, what? W-A-T-T, what is your favorite color? Um, I'd have to say it's probably going to be green. Lucky All right. He, he then goes to ask, well, how does red sound? Red sounds uh, noisy and loud and very discordant. For some reason, red sounds a lot like that national anthem from the Soviet Union. Um, red, red sounds a lot like someone slamming their hands on a keyboard. With no, no tone, just bam, 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 bam. Yes. What is your favorite movie quat? Uh, perfection is a road, not a destination. Yes. Oh god, what the fuck is... Okay. How much wood you, you know, want for a Nietzsche because English is too hard, any flower is nice? Yes. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Van de Moos asks... Jesus Christ. What do you think? Could a thin pony attend BabsCon? Certainly, as long as Thin Pony wasn't harassing the attendees. Oh, I think he meant. I think he meant Thing Pony. I think you're like. I think you're the first guest to ever know right off the back who Thing Pony is. Yeah, I, I I'm familiar with the the thing. The greatest thing ever. Yep. So, wow. what is the what is the best house in Small Horse Town? I'd have to say Sugar Cube Corner because I have a weakness for sweets. Are, yes. are you saying that their house is actually made out of candy? I would have to say that you, if you can live above it, it qualifies as a house, and I would go downstairs and get baked goods all the time. If it was made out of candy, can you imagine the flies that you would attract consistently? That's, Every time what it mag rains. That's what magic's for. Jesus. Yeah, it's magic. Thank God explains shit. <laughs> all right. Magic, if Mim ma oh, sorry. Go ahead. As no, you say, magic, magic in Equestria has laws and rules that it follows, so that, that may not necessarily work. But is there actually like an established law book? There is not an established law book, but if you watch the series with an eye towards it, you can actually figure out what the rough guidelines and laws and things they follow. So uh, we, lost, we lost Pencil. No! We lost Pencil! It's horrible! He's, he's... But but Flame, one of the rules about the magic in the universe is that pony transmutation is taboo. I suppose. 
No one, no one got that. No one got the reference. Oh, we got the that. reference. We're just not. <laughs> exactly. Fuckers. Here's All your right. reference, Edward. What? Edward. What <laughs> oh, I think you. I think you mean. Tell me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> All right. If mimics could become anything, is everything a mimic? Well, there's this old story about coat hangers taking over the world. Oh God, uh, my mind went to a weird place when you started with coat hangers. That, All right, that, go on. Uh, it's a it's a story told by a uh, an old comedian by the name of Dave Allen, and he used to go on about how coat hangers were were taking over the world slowly. I mean, just think about it. There are more coat hangers now than there ever have been before and that just means that they are multiplying faster to take over the world but he had this whole comedy routine so if mimics could become anything is everything a mimic everything is potentially a mimic it's like quantum mechanics everything is potentially possible everything could happen so everything could be a mimic we, we won't know and how would you know if you were a mimic would you actually know um fuck i mean what if we're all mimics? Then containers back then used to look like humans. That's true. Well, then you then you notice that that uh, paper clips, and and then there's fewer paper clips, but then there's more bicycles, and then there's fewer bicycles, but more something else. And uh, yeah, that that was that that was all part of Dave Allen's shtick about coat hangers. Fucking coat hangers, man. Yep. <laughs> All right. You have been trapped by a mimic. With what kind of illusion did it catch you? I can think of two that would work. Uh, uh, it would either have to use my boyfriend in some way or have to give me... Uh, I would have to say the, the, the portal to Equestria trap would probably work on me too, just because I'd be way too curious to not. Oh, so you go to touch and be like, psych! And then... Yup. Uh... <laughs> All right. Ratchet Starfall then goes to ask, time for some horror stuff. What is your favorite horror flick? Alien. Ooh, nice. classic. Yes, very classic. All right, what is the scariest or creepiest thing you've actually seen either online or... Okay. Uh, NRL. That is probably would be something I've seen in NRL, but I, I probably shouldn't discuss it on the barcast so we'll go to the scariest previous thing i've seen um online which would be uh yeah if it was illegal don't discuss it yeah yeah, yeah i'm trying to figure out a way to to do this without discussing politics uh, oh, okay then okay then fair <laughs> enough and that's fine all yeah, right then fine. online works that's fine uh well no because that would that would uh, online also some of the crazy creepy ass shit that's going on is highly political too oh okay uh, I'm a pretty real person. I keep an eye on the, the real world pretty thoroughly. And uh, there's a lot of creepy stuff going on politically. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Like that's, and I've seen some creepy illegal stuff in the real world. And yeah, it's, it's, the world's not a nice place in many cases. So not in every case, but especially for those, at least at the moment. Uh, when did, when did we all get renamed to Pedals? Is this the God pencil damn. box? Is it, this is, is, this, this, is we are, this is the pencil box. You guys are all pencils now. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. We do not have a pencil number one. She is not with us currently. 
Yoji's the sweet pencil. I have I haven't been sharpened, so therefore I am the longest pencil. You, you are the dullest pencil, you mean? Oh. Yeah, because if you've never been sharpened, you don't have a tip. Ooh. That's all he's got is a tip. <laughs> oh God. All right. So. His tip is his base. <clears throat> What's your favorite horror story? So creepy pasta, anything really doesn't matter. Um, my favorite horror story, I, I I probably would have, I kind of have to. I like the concept of the whole Slenderman creepy pasta stuff that mm. that went on, especially prior to them deciding to make a movie. The movie looks interesting too, but the that whole concept is uh, kind of of socially or crowdsourced horror movie or horror storytelling. Um. Because that allows the group mind to create something that is truly terrifying for all concerned, and that's that's always interesting stuff to watch and see. Uh, but as far as my ha- favorite horror story, if we're going to do favorite horror story that I can talk about that's a movie, I'd have to say um, Event Horizon. It's one of the only horror movies, sci-fi horror movie, that actually gets under my skin. Started off as a haunted house movie, but the director wanted to do a sci-fi thing, so they literally during pre-production change went took the script and turned it into a sci-fi script but uh it's one of the few films that actually gets under my skin these darn scientists always accidentally open up portals to hell i know right it's really the concept of the the ship being able to get inside your head and use your worst fears against you that, that got underneath my skin but right no yeah, I I'm not a fan of like the whole like you know jump scare horror. It's actually like this that kind of makes you think. Yeah. Because if it makes you think consistently about it, I think that's actually pretty scary. Yeah. Same. Same. Because then you lose sleep over it and things like that. Yeah. Well, so. Blair Witch, the 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 um the Blair Witch film when it first came out also kind of got under my skin, but it doesn't hold up well to repeated viewings. So that's it's not my favorite, but it's certainly one that did have an impact on me. That uh, it was one of the first of its kind, so it was kind of eh, it was unusual. But uh, anyway, right. All right, and then next is uh, what's your favorite scary game? Ah, um, the original Dead Space. Ooh, or maybe ooh, nice. was one of my favorites. Uh, it was the right combination of psychological horror with um, that first-person perspective and just not knowing what was... The environment was very creepy. Everything was really set together. Um, I do have a... I, I actually have two two games that are tied for that, and, and Dead Space is the first one. But Alien Isolation. I have not been able to play through it. It is creepy and scary enough that i cannot get through it once once you first encounter the alien in it i cannot get any i i, I can't play it because the the situations it lays out are just too creepy for lack of a better term mm. um, too real. it's a it's a very well designed game uh and the, apparently there is a vr version of it too oh. which is all done oh god it, like yeah i would i wouldn't you know uh, so one of these days, maybe I'll I'll get either drunk enough or or screw my courage to the sticking place, so to speak, enough that I'll be able to play through it. But it is 
it is if you guys want a truly horrifying and, and, and difficult game to play, um, Alien Isolation, because the alien fucking learns from your tactics on how, how you avoid it. Uh, yeah, it's a really creepy game. Very well done. Jesus. Alrighty, and I think we already covered the favorite creepypasta. What about a favorite horror fic, if there's one there? Um, well, like I said, my favorite horror fic is, it would be Alien. Uh, but, uh, you know, Event Horizon's up there, too. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I haven't actually seen Event Horizon, and I'm kind of looking at its, uh, its yeah. summary, and it's just like, wow, this actually looks pretty damn good. It has more... It has Morpheus in it. Yeah, it, well, and the, here, here's the other thing about that film. It's done by the same guy that went to do, went on and did Resident Evil. Oh, okay. So, so the guy Which who did Resident Evil, the the all of them, oh. the the movies. He he's like that was when he was still a good director when he did Event Horizon. Alrighty, sweet. So. And then he goes on to say, hopefully you've had fun Quinn quotes so far. Oh, yeah, I have. I do. I, I you know, like I said, I, I like discussing this stuff. It's fun stuff. Hmm. So, ooh, Phantom Knight asks, do you have a favorite and least favorite fanfic? Okay, my favorite fanfic would probably be anything Fallout Equestria. I think mixing, yes. I think mixing right. those two genres, I think mixing My Little Pony and, and Fallout, um, is a really good, like it, it creates this interesting balance of opposites because you have ponies that are usually highly optimistic and bouncy and you know whatever, and uh, <laughs> and then you have this really dark, really really dark uh, setting, and you mix the two and and you have this nice kind of balance of opposites that goes on between the two. As far as my, go ahead. It's like Cocker's bad fur day, but took it still seriously. Yeah, huh. and I don't mind. You can, you can, you can, you can mix serious. You can, you can mix that and keep it serious. And uh, I got one. I got one. Fallout is magic. <laughs> Fallout is magic. Yeah. Um, it's friendship. stupid, but it just kind of came came to mind. Friendship. Friendship never changes. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you gotta say it with like a real. You gotta say it with like a pony voice. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship never changes. No, you gotta say it like you're narrating the beginning of a Fallout game. Like friendship, Fallout. friendship never changes. Never changes. Like yeah. <laughs> who's, who's narrated the beginning of all Fallout games? Yeah. Much to we, much to my surprise. So should we just find him in a con and say friendship never changes in his voice? No, no. What you do is you 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 write a um you 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 write one of those cold read scripts that's like an intro to a fallout equestria game and then you and then you have him read it uh kind of like they did with uh glados's letter to celestia oh god <laughs> which was amazing they they caught the actress at a con she read it and then they took the recording of it back and, and gave it glados reverb um but yeah that kind of stuff is fun all right sweet um, well, obviously my favorite fic is Shadowblade. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but... Oh, does, does Sophie not know about the... Cream. Does Sophie not know the, the tragedy of Shadowblade the Wise? The yeah, tragedy of Darth Shadowblade <laughs> the Wise. God. No, um, I, I don't, but I probably feel like I maybe should. 
No, it's it is a uh, we honestly can't. It is a fake tale of shadow blade that we honestly can't tell if the guy was trolling or not. It seems serious enough where it could actually be serious. It seems trolly enough where it could actually be trolly, but it is the greatest shit we've ever read. It belongs in a museum right next to the Mona Lisa. It has pencils. Her quote in is it? Wait, quote is he was as tight as a jar of pickles. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, like, okay. <laughs> it I just goes. It's a fucking weird. <laughs> you, you know, that sounds like one of those things that you want to get together at like midnight, like they do the readings of the island. <gasps> That's exactly what we did. Um, that would be fun. It is amazing. And then, oh, pencil number one has asked, if you could punch anyone in the face, living or dead, who would you punch? Hitler. All right, sweet. <laughs> is, running a con, ugh, is running a con like herding cats, or are the cats at least easier to toss out of windows? Um, cats are easier to toss out of windows. Uh, the higher up you toss them, the more damage there is to the cat. So that's the... You know, they, it is easier to do, but it's crueler. Running a con is like herding cats. Um, it's like herding cats, all of whom, some of whom are on catnip. Jesus. Mm. Yeesh. I can't imagine, like, how larger cons, like BronyCon and stuff, handle it then. They have to be run like a business. Like, you, you legitimately have to run it like an actual business which means that it's not necessarily as fun but the end result is usually better and more polished hmm so i'm guessing then if you're running the con especially when the con's going up can't necessarily take part in it per se right i don't think i've actually attended something at babscon as either not a panelist or you know like i haven't just attended something at babscon i i don't think ever yeah I, i'm either on a panel dealing with something behind the scenes or setting up for another event or uh, coordinating people or like I, I rarely ever get to actually just go and enjoy something at the con which is you know it's fine it's kind of how things has to be hmm. uh, if the con's going to run someone's got to run it um, but you right. know I, I do get to have fun it's just my my fun is different than the fun everyone else has right <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, and on that note, what would you recommend to anyone attending a convention? Like tips on how not to have a bad time? Um, so there's a couple of things that I, I typically tell folks. If you're attending a convention for the first time, always go with someone else, even if they're not necessarily a fan of the same type of con that you're going to. But if you, if you go with someone else, you at least have someone else to talk to. Um, don't go drunk or stoned. And the reason for that is because your first experience uh, attending a con should be much like your first experience doing th anything else. You want to be in your right mind. Mm -hmm. And that's just so you don't make mistakes or like my friends do absolutely believe that the fursuiters were not fursuiters. And they, they believe that they were actually real animals and started <laughs> freaking out. Because oh, they, they, they came to the con stone. <clears throat> Um, and they had a really bad time. Uh, what would I recommend? Uh, what else? Uh, drink lots of water. Yeah, that's something a lot of folks forget. Drink tons of water. If you if you think you've consumed enough water, drink more. 
uh, and generally have a good time. Don't be afraid to walk up to somebody and talk to them. Don't be afraid to, to strike up a conversation. Uh, this is easier at MLP cons, at, at, at Brony cons, at Pony cons, than it is, strangely enough, at furry cons. Like, really? if you, if, it, when I've approached people at furry cons, um, they're usually like, why are you talking? Like, there's, there's, there's this kind of standoffishness that tends to happen at a lot of other conventions. It doesn't mean that you still can't make friends that way. Um, but you, you have to kind of have something in common with them when you walk up to them to talk with them. In my case, I was an artist at the time. I was doing artwork and drawing and, and that kind of thing. So it was easy for me to go, hey, that piece of artwork's pretty cool. Uh, what technique did you use? Like, that was what that was my conversation starter. But for, I mean, for him, go ahead. I mean, going back to how we said last time how things were diverse in the furry camp and not focused, yeah. because it's focused in PonyCon, you could say, oh, I like that shipping too. Let's compare notes. Or, or you could walk up to someone and say, hey, who's best pony? And then start a riot. I mean, uh, or start a conversation. But I mean, my point is that like you, you can have you, – you don't even have to necessarily walk up to somebody and talk to, some, to, to somebody about pony stuff. Like I've been at BabsCon and had people walk up to me and start talking to me about things completely not pony related because I'm with the MLP Jedi troop or uh, I've got a, a long coat and they think the long coat's really cool looking. Or, um, you know, they'll, they'll come up to me and strike up a conversation about, like, folks in the Brony community are way more friendly than many other communities that I've been a part of. That most other communities I'm a part of are highly cliquish. And um, it's hard sometimes to, to strike up and get conversations and, and, and create that social kind of interaction or friendship. Um, but... With the Brony community, sure, we have clicks as well. I mean, you have the, you know, it it happens. It's human nature. But even within, even if you're outside of those clicks, it's easy to strike up a conversation with somebody. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's different. Um, there's a more social kind of outgoing, friendly extrovert. I think maybe is the term kind of right. culture. No, makes sense. And then uh, Penzo goes on to ask about the special BabsCon code again, so we've already covered that numerous times. Sure, it's BARCAST, all caps. All caps, everyone. Yes. Yes. Oh, and another small question set from Utoll, who asks, how long do you ride the bike? Uh, when I was back when I was riding the bike on a regular basis, because I did actually bike, I used to bike everywhere. Uh, my average trip was between half an hour and 45 minutes. Sweet. And I do know of botflies looking at the next question. Like, I'm familiar with botflies. They're nasty things. But botflies are te absolutely terrible creatures. They are horrible. They are absolutely horrible. Freaking sure. injecting, injecting their larvae into you and shit. Yes. Bad parasites. Non-consenting non larva injecting. Yeah. It's someone's fetish out there. I'm sure it is. I mean, there's a fetish for just about everything. But that doesn't mean we have to accept them. That's correct. Case in point, hand-holding. Really? You have a problem with hand-holding? No, not, not at all, actually. Everyone. It's super, it's super, super gay, though, clearly. Hey, everyone, look to, look to your left. The first object you see, that's someone's fetish. Now say what that fetish is. McDonald's cup. 
Look to my right. To, 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 left. That, to, to my, my left. left. Uh, um, that's uh, that's that's a card reader for reading memory cards. That is someone's fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I see an ironing board. I see three cans of Mountain Dew Black Label. <laughs> I see a big jar of candy. Well, if I look to my right, I see rain, and I guarantee you that's someone's fetish. That is my fetish right there. I, I see the control panel for this, the sim cockpit I'm sitting in. If I look to my right. Milk? What's, what's, what's people's fetish? Something. How about, a, how, about a, how, about, how about a can of pop? We'll go with that. <laughs> I already claimed that one. Shit. Mountain Dew Black Label. Jesus. <laughs> my right is a picture of my father. Enigma. That is, that is, I'm your father? I'm, I'm your father? Enigma, do you have a picture of your father anywhere? I do, actually. You do? Do you really? I do. There's a picture of me holding it. I was gonna, I was gonna show it to you, fuck. Just like he was spot. supposed to do you. Look at this guy. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Damn it, Enigma. I am so high. All right, and finally, Hetty says hi, Doodle. Do you regret signing Fiora to the Babscon staff yet? Um, no. And there's a story there. Uh, <laughs> there's a story there. How Fee came. You guys probably. You guys had her. I don't know if she told you her story of how how she uh, joined the the herd or not. But uh, she she came to the she came to Babscon without even knowing what it was the first year because she was doing it as a favor for one of her listeners, and and now she's like writing panels and being a content creator for the community. It's it's insane. Funny how life works that way. Well, I mean, I mean it's she, like, God, she crashed our panel. I don't even know who that was. I was like, who is this? Yeah. Why are they belittling me? Why are they? Well, because she belittles. Well, it's Queen Quake. She belittles everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like when somebody makes you a bet that you can't hate a series after the first six episodes. You know, I mean, you just don't know where it's going to lead you. Seriously. Seriously. Funny how nature works like that. Yeah. Nature does work that way. Indeed. I'm saying my little pony is a force of nature. It it is. It's this. Uh, it's uh, you know. It's it's the thing. Definitely. And with that, I believe that is the. I believe that we've reached all the questions, and I believe we have one last ending shill to do. Do your shill. All the shills. Milk. Which which shill is that again? Do I have to sing again? Okay. All right, pencil, you do it. All right. Well, let's start with the Babscon code because I think I remember that one. Off of all ticket purchases, correct or bundles, ticket bundles for Babscon, ten percent off if you enter the code Barcast. All caps. All caps. All caps. B as in bitch, A as in ass. I don't know. I'm not gonna do this. C as in cunt. That's like a seven-letter word. I wish I could spell. 
Yeah, I wish I could spell. I'm too tired. Do your diary. I wish I could read. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, we have a horse at the Red Wings Horse Sanctuary named Big Mac. And please go donate to our little buddy. That is actually nice. Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. That was actually nice. Pencils. All right, and uh, <laughs> do we um, and we have the soapbox. The soapbox. Everyone stand um, up. For soapbox. Sophia. Yes. Didn't we? Well, I thought that was to promote the the barcast code. All right. Exactly. So we did do it ourselves. Indeed. So Sophie, is there anything you'd like to bring it to anyone's attention regarding BabsCon or anything else? Oh well, as far as BabsCon goes, uh, yeah, we're gonna be here. Um, I, I can, I can't one hundred percent confirm that there's going to be a BabsCon twenty nineteen, but I can say that we are we're negotiating hotel now. So if you guys are worried about another con disappearing, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I can say that I love this community. I would not still be doing this after five years and planning to do it for many more years if I did not love this community. Uh, I think there needs to be more content creators because there's just not enough people out there making fan-related content. Um, uh, the Barcast is amazing. You guys are fun. This has been a great great experience i've had a lot of fun being here uh let's see i don't know i could talk about all kinds of things uh i could talk about making mead and making cider and how it all started because i said we i bet you i can make apple family farm cider um so many bets starting off your your stuff yeah yeah well this was this was actually a conversation between myself and fee we were we were putting together the hold my cider panel and uh i said you know i i bet you i I, looking at this it's probably just a spiced hard cider i probably could make that so let's go and let's go and buy the stuff to make a hard cider like a homemade hard cider and I researched it, and we went and dropped 150 bucks on a brewing kit and made hard cider. Uh, it wasn't wasn't too difficult. And since then, I've ended up making meads and hard ciders, ales and liqueurs, and I have a couple of containers of things that may someday eventually be whiskey. Um, anyway. All right. That's <sighs> pretty, pretty damn cool. All right, cool. guys. With that, I believe that is the end of everything. We've reached the end of our bar is already based outside of China. So with that, thank you all for coming here to the Barcast. And let's see, we have pencil number two. Who wants a lammy, lammy, lammy? I do. I do. Oh, my God. (laughs) We've got pencil number three. Don't forget to see your granny, granny. Not the words, you <laughs> dumb piece of shit. I'm going to hurt you. We've got pencil number five. Try telling Celestia the cake is a lie.
pencil number six. I've had a giggle. I'm pencil number four. And this has been the Barcast with Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in about a month at BabsCon. Hell yeah. Hell countdown. Yes, it is. Less than one month. So with that, guys, this has been the Barcast. Hope y'all didn't have to go to the hospital. Drink some goddamn water and have yourself a goddamn good night. Peace, y'all. Peace out. Good night.